Welcome to Netball Nation. Right, we are so excited now to have a very special guest on the phone. Please welcome Stacey. Hey. This, is, this is proof that you exist, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, it's not a figment of your imagination. Now, do we say, what is I'm it? I'm going to say, for Sarah or for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> is it good morning, good afternoon, good evening? What is it? Because you're over in Perth, aren't you, Stacey? I am. It's technically good morning, I guess, but it's quarter past 12 at night. Oh, wow. Well, we won't keep you too long. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Um, Now, we've got a few things to get through, and I'm sure as your lovely fiancé is here, she'll chip in quite a bit as well because she'll have something she wants to ask you. First up, you spent the weekend playing for West Coast Fever in the Suncorp Team Girls Cup, didn't you? Uh, Which is the pre-season opener for the Suncorp Super Netball League that kicks off at the end of April. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, How did Fever get on? (laughs) Oh, sore question. Um, Starting with a rough one here. (laughs) Get it out of the way. (laughs) They weren't giving out wooden spoons. But if they were, we all would have come home with a wooden spoon. Oh dear! No, but only half a wooden spoon, right? Because you you drew the last game. Not even a whole wooden spoon. Give a girl a break. <laughs> Sarah will be her harshest critic. I know. I was going to say, my God. I was texting him in between games. You know what she could fix up on. <laughs> it's just as well you're so far away. <laughs> it's like the Jeremy Kyle show, isn't it? <laughs> Netball. Everyone's cocky when they're ten thousand miles away. <laughs> Um, but how, how are you feeling after that, Stacey? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, we are. We're really good. I know, um, you know, it's wonderful to win games in pre-season, but I don't recall ever a team that went through pre-season unbeaten and then were also able to win the league. We had some really clear goals that we wanted to come away from. Well, we wanted to measure ourselves against, at least, when we played the games, um, both attacking and defensively. It was our very first hit out of the preseason, and yeah, like the team, the team were good. Everyone's pleased. I know that all the team's attitudes were very much the sim, like the same. Just trying to go with the flow, to put their training environments into practice, and just to see what happens and what they've got to work on. And obviously, we've still got a bit more to work on, but fortunately, we've also got a bit more time to go as well. I like that. Very positive. Very, very positive. That's, yeah. that's, that's the end of the podcast now after that, <laughs> that answer. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, taking back what Stacey just said, you know, two very, very magical words there, pre-season. Yeah. You know, it is and it means nothing. You know, we've still got weeks till the season kicks off over there and it just allows people to have a little peek at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And just see what, the, what, what does it look like at the minute? What does the rest of pre-season look like for you, Stacey? Well, that's kind of the start of a new phase for us. So we have been in training at West Coast Fever, at least since October. So quite a while. So it was a really refreshing change for us to actually lead the state and to play against opposition teams as opposed to ourselves and our training partners. So that really kind of kick-started that new phase of training for us. We've got a couple of weeks back um, just in our normal bubble at training. The diamonds go away and then we head to Bendigo in Melbourne, Victoria for another pre-season competition against the Magpies and the Firebirds. And then we also are bringing over Vixens for two games in Perth um, a few weeks after that. So not not very much time to go, but definitely lots more matches to go, which is excellent for us, given that we had such a positive result after a really comprehensive pre-season schedule last year. That all sounds so exciting. It makes my life sound really boring. <laughs> Everything that you've just said there, Stacey. Stace, um, like Magpies, 
won at the weekend, Collingwood Magpies, with Jeeva Mentor, big up the UK players. Um, <laughs> how impressed were you with them? And previously, they've like struggled to turn like a really strong lineup into winning. Do, do you think like that preseason shows that they might be able to do that this year? Yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic question. Magpies have definitely been the team that have been spoken about since the inception of Suncorp. They signed a phenomenal team two seasons ago and really, I think, underachieved given the wealth of talent that they had. But it kind of, they're a perfect opportunity to bring out all those cliche sayings about, that you know, there's no, that superstars don't make championships and they, again, have a fantastic team and they went through the pre-season competition unbeaten. Um, and I think they were probably, I don't think that they were actually missing anybody, although Ash Braz just popped off in the middle of the tournament to play a football game, as you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't even believe that's allowed. <laughs> and do you know what, though? What I love is that um, your positive mental attitude. I feel like, sorry, you need to take note here. This is amazing. <laughs> this is like, this is yin and yang, yeah, you know. We're ba- balancing each other out. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time that I've spoken to you, Stacey, and I get it now. I now get it. Um, I mean, sorry to remind you of this, Stacey, because you are so positive, but last season, Fever lost in the grand final to Sunshine Coast Lightning. Um, What can you take from that and how do you make sure you go one better this time? Yeah, it's... Honestly, I think I'm probably one of two girls in the team that really has not built a bridge about the final last year. I think... (laughs) On, who's the other? The um, who else can't get over Verity. it? Oh, okay, <laughs> there's definitely Vezzy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we changed so much last year. We completely overhauled our game plan. We obviously signed the phenomenal Janelle Fowler, who makes a huge difference to our lineup in general. But we also did an awful lot of work away from the court as well on our culture and our values and our behaviours and. It was definitely something that we were missing in the first year where we finished second to last. So in the grand scheme of things, to finish second top is a phenomenal achievement. The change that you saw in the state of WA for netball in general was just phenomenal. The following over here is definitely more significant than it is in England. But to literally turn a whole city green which is what we did in the two weeks leading up to the grand final was a phenomenal achievement and it was the first grand final that West Coast Fever had ever made let alone hosted so I think for the club as a whole and for the state um, and also for what we did for netball in general sort of broken records of people attending the game and also watching the game on TV and through the app was a phenomenal achievement and something that I would definitely reflect on as being a fantastic achievement. But we play to win and we are so hungry to continue to bring success to the state and to make it that it isn't just a one-off and, you know, we also aren't just a one-player team, which I think was the misconception that was drew against us last year. And I think we have a bigger challenge on our hands this year. We, It isn't really about making wholesale changes and overhauling a game plan. It's the boring, nitty-gritty professional sport aspect of finding those one or two percenters. But we are incredibly motivated. And I think even coming off of the back of this weekend and not having got the results that the external people from the team expect us to, it doesn't mean that things aren't going well. Um, And it certainly doesn't mean that we're 
we're consigned to being bottom of the table again, it means that we've still got some more work to do, that other teams are closing the gap um, and that it's going to be another exciting season. Wow. What do you say to that? Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a question. Um, like you said, it's frustrating that, that people kind of talk about FIBA sometimes as being a, a one-player team in terms of Janiel. I think what's interesting from this weekend is all the talk around fever wasn't about Janiel, even though she didn't play for a lot of the weekend the talk was around the goal attack position and um obviously Nat Medhurst <coughs> left fever in the off season um Alice Tignell's now there I know that Alice got a rough time on social media um this weekend about her performances and Nat Medhurst actually came out to defend her how frustrating is it for you guys to kind of read stuff like that and how much notice do you take um, I think it's a really good question. Like as the sport continues to evolve and to grow, we're obviously we're under way like a much bigger microscope, and the exposure to us is huge. Um, which I think seems to come with a certain level of entitlement of people sharing their opinions, whether they're positive or negative. Um, I think what we're learning as professional athletes is that you have to take these things with a grain of salt like an example being that Olivia Lewis who's our, our rookie signing this year she's a local WA talent she's young um, and she came on and she had phenomenal stats and made fantastic input but then on the flip side of the coin you've got just absolute filth that Alice had to deal with um, from a social media perspective and so you can't just sit there and wait for the external people to raise you up and to give you those positive notes. You really have to focus on what your internal messaging is, whether you're hitting those um, standards and expectations that we have as a team. Um, I think you should expect to be critiqued, but I also think that there is a line that was potentially crossed at the weekend with... Um, when it just actually gets to hurtful, nasty comments and bullying. And I think that's also a really hot topic at the moment in sport and across social media, the way in which it's used and the power that it has, not only for good, but also for the negative side of things as well. Wow. You speak so... No, that everything you said is absolutely accurate, Stacey. I mean, you're right. It's kind of like you you guys in the sport that you're in or in any sport, you don't ask to be put in the limelight like this, but it's a byproduct now. And as you say, with the sport sort of getting bigger and bigger and getting more exposure, that is something that's kind of expected, but it doesn't mean that it's something that you should have to tolerate, particularly if, as you say, it's virgin on abuse. You are absolutely right. Nobody should have to. You wouldn't take that in day-to-day life. No. In the street, people wouldn't get away with it. And I think that could almost be a podcast in itself. itself. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good topic that you've brought up. Um, so thank you, Stacey, for speaking. St- Stacey, can I just ask you on the back of that, because you talked about values and cultures that you've done a lot of work with it. I mean, do you deal with things like you know the negative publicity you know um you know players having to take abuse do you deal with that when you you're working through what values you want as a club or a team and uh, the culture that you're wanting to build i think we definitely talk about how we want to be perceived when i um came to the club i had some expectations about how, around how things would run um we had a particularly disappointing year and we only won one or two games and finished second bottom and we sat down and we were like how 
would people describe West Coast Fever? And historically, they have been the easy beats, the team that would stick with you for a half but could be pushed over, potentially a team that didn't stand by much. And that was what we weren't happy with. We want people to perceive us to be hardworking, for it to be an absolute nightmare to come over and to play in WA because it's so far away. Um, And we also want to be perceived as having grit and being united. And I think those are the standards and the expectations that we want people to hold us to. And I think when it gets, it starts to cross a line into personal attacks and to singling out people, then I think that you've crossed a line. And we play a team sport and we are on a really big platform. Um, But I also think that that platform enables us to you know, stick our neck out every now and again and say when something has gone too far. And I believe that some of the criticism that, you know, Alice as an individual has received um, is too far. No, I think we're all agreed yeah. there. That's untold. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, that is, and like we say, that is almost a podcast in itself. So thanks, Stacey, because that's really interesting to hear that from your point of view. On a lighter note now, we've heard a lot, myself and Mags, from your lovely fiancé uh, over the last couple of months about the wedding planning. Have you been kept in the loop yeah, with what we've been planning here? Yeah, she knows all about the snooker hall. <laughs> she knows that's happening. Does she know about the entertainment provided by Mags' oh, nephew? She, yeah, you're excited about that, aren't you? I'm, I'm just going to put words in your mouth. <laughs> and um, over yes, at your dear. end... <laughs> yes, dear, no, dear. Stacey, have you done any planning at your end? I have done lots of planning. Yeah, I've got Sarah addicted to Pinterest. Um, (laughs) I shoot her many, many pins a day. And I put together a PowerPoint when we were looking at... um, So clinical. This is actually true. (laughs) Go on, you put together a PowerPoint of what? Of of venue choices and options. Um, There was like a nice little table for us to be able to compare some common trends across the venues. And I was very, very upset when Sarah's opinions didn't marry up with mine um, <laughs> this is amazing this is the problem when you're complete opposite it's like it's it's great day-to-day life and then you come to deciding something quite big and it's um it's difficult <laughs> uh, why have i got vision stacy of you standing there with like an overhead proje- projector with sarah sat in front of you going right this is where we're gonna go i've picked this venue because xyz it is brilliant. it's terrible it's stacy i don't just think between you vision oh. you must have been there you must have been there <laughs> stacy between you and i imagine they're not here who's got the final say Oh, okay. Maggie, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk on something (laughs) that drives me up the bloody wall. Okay. You go, girl. Yes. Go on. So there's a common there's a common misconception because I think I am bossy. Relatively outspoken. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Outspoken. (laughs) That's what I meant. Outspoken is the word. Yeah, relatively outspoken and I have strong opinions on things, but Sarah Bayman wears the pants in this relationship. (laughs) No way. (laughs) You've said that. Do you, do you know how many people are going to hear that? <laughs> the lies, the national she lies. She's bloody hilarious. She's like, oh my God, everyone thinks you're in charge. Everyone thinks you're the bossy one, but little do they know. Well, and now they know. Right, Stacey, don't worry then, because if that's true, then it means that your wedding is in myself and Mags' hands. So yeah. we'll make sure that you get what you want. No, you, two, you two don't know what you're doing. I've heard the words <laughs> mood board so many times <laughs> that it's not even funny. Col- colour schemes. <laughs> Mood boards, Pinterest. Do you like, just want to go off somewhere, Sarah? 
just yeah. do it. I just wanted to do it on a beach with like three people. <laughs> just but, do it. You know, we we have got a whole like we've got a whole thing to decide here. Well, Stacey, if it's all right with you, can we check in with you again, maybe in a few weeks, and see if there's been any wedding developments? Well, also to check if I'm still invited, because Sarah just said a wedding on a beach with three people. I'm not sure what's up in one of those three. <laughs> well, I know me and Mag certainly won't be there. No, we won't no, be no. invited at this rate. No. <laughs> oh, Stacey, you've been an absolute dream to have on. Thank you. It's, do you know what? It's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on, especially in being so lively at that time of night for you. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's fantastic what you guys are doing and I really do think the podcast is amazing and obviously even more so now that we've managed to wedge Suncorp Super Netball into into the mix as well. I thought, I thought you were going to say now that excited. I've been on it. It's even better now that I'm on it. I must admit I thought that's that was what it's going to be. So did I. Do you know what? Let's give the lovely Stacey Brands Thanks, Stacey. Thank you so much. Take night care, night. Stacey. Get your fix. MyNetballNation.com 